0: Hello, everyone. Welcome to HR Sessions podcast. I am Holly Reese. And I'm
1: Sydney Evans. Um, Thank you so much for tuning in. We are super, super excited for our first episode. And thank you so much, Kristen, for being our very first guest. We are very happy to have you. Um, Right now, we are all recording virtually. So I'm in Bloomington right now. Holly's in Avon. And then, Kristen, where are you recording from? Indianapolis. Okay, awesome. So yeah, we're all in different locations, but... Uh, we wish we could be in person, but uh, we're just glad to be talking to everyone. So um, a little backstory. So we met Kristen, I guess it was earlier this year. That feels like, I don't even know, like 10, <laughs> ten years ago. I feel like I've known Kristen for like a decade. Like I so know, long it's crazy. <laughs> but yeah, we met her at a company visit when she worked for Finish Line. Um, i say Holly's sister, Hannah, she actually works at Finish Line um, in talent acquisition. So normally with the Human Resource Association, we do usually an annual trip there. Um, So that's always super fun. And we met Kristen and she was very personable and bubbly. So we're like, she would be perfect for our first episode of our podcast. So we really appreciate you taking the time to be on here, Kristen.
2: Well, thank you for having me. I am so proud of you ladies and this is so exciting to be part of your first episode. (laughs) I am a fellow podcaster, so I know how exciting that is and I'm just excited to help and share my knowledge. You know, I've been in HR for over 10 years, so excited to kind of share and excited to help you all as you continue to grow in your careers as well.
0: Perfect. Thank you. Absolutely. Yes, we are so excited. Like Sydney said, we were so excited to have her the first time that we heard her Mm -hmm. at the finish line visit. She was so engaging and just had great stories to tell. So that's why I'm so excited to introduce her here. And a little background, Um, she is a diversity, inclusion, and equity leader, also known as the HR guru, which we will tap into this episode. She has been working in HR for over 10 years and has a focus in talent acquisition, performance management, organizational development, employee relations, coaching, and diversity and inclusion. Um, She has wonderful achievements and so much knowledge and background that we are so excited to dive into. And um, Sydney, I'll let you take over from here. Okay. So today in the
1: podcast, we'll be touching on her background in HR. We'll talk more in depth about her brand, The HR Guru, her eBooks regarding resume and LinkedIn tips, and then a brief description of her podcast called Uncomfortable Conversations.
0: Yeah, so Kristen here, just a first question, um, a little general of your career path to HR. If you could explain that and um, what aspects of the field are your favorite? You have such a wide range of knowledge in HR. So um, if you have any any favorites that you would like to touch on, we'd love to hear.
2: Perfect. Well, thank you all so much. Um, I am a Ball State grad, chirp, chirp, Muncie, <laughs> Indiana. Uh, Muncie, Indiana for those that are not in Indiana listening to the podcast and my major was actually communication studies with a minor in telecommunications and I was so excited um, to know that I love people but I didn't know what I wanted to do. Um, I had an aunt that worked in HR my whole entire life but didn't know that's what I was going to end up in. Um, So I got a job um, working at Kaplan College doing recruiting slash sales and that was like my first step into like somewhat HR, but it wasn't true corporate HR. Um, And then while I was there, I continued to further my education and I got my master's. um, I got my MBA and I still didn't know exactly what I wanted to do, but I knew I wanted to do HR. So then uh, my position unfortunately was eliminated at Kaplan. um, And I was like, what's next? So I went into work into benefits um, for the state of Indiana. And in benefits, um, it's very much slower than what I'm accustomed to. Um, you yeah. all shared how I'm very engaging, very person <laughs> and I was not used to like the slower pace, but I was still at the time pursuing my masters, so it worked out good. Um, after that, I wound up going to work into recruiting um, mm-hmm. at an organization and I was the only recruiter. They had over 900 employees. So it's pretty intense, as you can imagine. Yeah. Um, they hired someone else, too. But the one thing I think that's really important, especially as you're starting your career into H.R., starting off in recruiting is a really good seat because you get to learn a lot more about the organization, business acumen. You learn about the different departments. So then as you continue to grow in other areas, is you can be a great business partner for the business. So at that same organization, um, which was Monarch Beverage, I also um, got elevated into a role called Employee Relations Manager. But it wasn't true E.R., it was more so onboarding. So I was the first face, me and one of my peers, to to be for the people that started with the organization. We were the first face. So no one, um, when they first started, we took them through the orientation. Um, I was able to help minimize it from five days to only one day of orientation because we really wanted to be more efficient. So we made the process better. And then we did events for the company. So in that role, that's what I did. Unfortunately, my position was eliminated there. Um, And so I was like, okay, what's next? I had a lot of great opportunities for me to pursue, but I was like, I don't think that's the right area for me to go in necessarily for certain roles. Um, And we'll talk a little bit about networking and building relationships because my next Three jobs were all based off of networking and building relationships. So then I went to work for Teachers Credit Union. I had a a friend that was in the DNI space, um, Diversity and Inclusion, um, because that was something I was very passionate about. Um, After you know my time at Monarch, I was still in the seat as Indy Sherm, which is the local chapter of Society of Human Resource Management, Mm -hmm. as the um, director of Inclusion and Diversity, and so. I had really built a lot of connections in that seat. So when I end up going from Monarch, I end up at Teachers Credit Union, where I really got to dabble more into employee relations, which was really exciting um, because I got to really understand what that looks like for an organization and how to really help managers truly be able to help their employees grow, hold them accountable, as well as help employees hold the company accountable yeah Uh, so I was there and then an opportunity came at finish line Um, it was my dream job (laughs) it was a job for me to do talent acquisition employee relations and inclusion and diversity I'm like these are the things I love so I know one of the questions um, Holly that you asked was what is the things that I love um, about HR and I would say this is my order diversity and inclusion and equity coaching Mm -hmm. and then employee relations Mm -hmm. And so, um, now I'm moving on. I'll be starting CAR Global on Monday as the manager of diversity and inclusion programs. And so, I'm so excited. This is a new opportunity for me to make an impact. And so, this role will require me to do the inclusion, diversity, and equity part, but also coaching and educating people on the topic. So, that's kind of the things that I would say I love about
1: HR. Okay, I say that's great, Kristen. Congrats! Thank on your you. New job. That's super exciting that you you know finally get to do what you super super love about HR. Um, I say Thank another you. question: What do you suggest to like undergrads who are kind of? So it's like for me, I don't know exactly what I want to do in HR. I kind of like I don't even know. I, I know I like recruiting, but I don't want to like narrow myself like into it. So what do you suggest to undergrads who are still trying to figure out what they're interested in in HR?
2: So one of the things that kind of helped me and continues to help me is building my network. And what that means is like really building my HR squad. Right. So okay. I have different people on different levels in their organization. So I don't believe like I feel like we can all learn from each other. So my mentees, I learn from them. Right. So maybe they're recent grads or going into their career, but there's things that they're learning in school that I didn't learn because I wasn't a, a major in HR. Right. Yeah. And so that's one of the things. Um, and then the other thing is having people that have wisdom. So people that have been in H.R. 10 plus years. So for me, I'm looking for someone that's had more years than I have. And that has really helped me get to know what their career path was, get a better idea of what they do. Um, and some things you are got to learn on the job, but it's good to get an idea because, say, for instance, you're like, I don't like talking to people. Mm -hmm. Well, that's what you're gonna do in recruiting all day, right? Maybe you're like, (laughs) yeah. And what if you're like a person's like, well, I don't like numbers. Well, HRIS, which is like the technology part Mm -hmm. of human resources, would not be good for you either. Yeah, so it's good to kind (laughs) of exactly right. So it's good to understand the different areas of HR and what other people are doing those roles, um, and kind of just setting up like a coffee and chat. Okay, Um, because we're now in COVID, unfortunately. So Mm -hmm. having a coffee and chat. I've done that several times with um, people that are starting or graduating soon. They just want to learn about my career path and the things I've done. And then just being prepared to ask questions that you want to know and focusing on the things that you may be interested in. Um, and there's there's also um, different questionnaires you can do out there to see what type of careers would be best for you based off your personality. So those are some recommendations I would have for those pursuing their education.
0: Absolutely. Well, now do you guys see why we wanted her to be <laughs> here? Thank background. you. Great things to talk about. I'm so excited. Um, no, that's all great. And, um, Sydney asked the question that, um, I was literally going to ask next. So that's fantastic. <laughs> I'm just about uh, first steps out of, out of college of what to pursue. So, um, thank yeah. you for diving into that. And now- So transitioning into um, the HR guru, um, what inspired this and were there any key experiences or people? I know you mentioned you had great mentors in the past, um, but did any of those inspire you to want to help others with their resume or LinkedIn?
2: Yes. So ironically, um, in March of this year, I was selected to speak at a conference where there was going to be 9,000 attendees in Vegas and Mandalay Bay. Um, it was a retail conference, um, and they and I was so excited because. I was literally the most junior person on the list. Like it was CEOs, CFOs, and I was supposed to be teaching on how to hire the best. And so um, I was selected. It was focused on retailers and my hairstylist, who is one of my friends and inspires me and challenges me and motivates me. was like, Kristen, you need a website. You need to get professional photos done. You need to launch your business. I'm like, what business? I don't know. I'm, so she's like, <laughs> one of the best advice she gave me was, don't think about it, just move. Because often one of the things that holds us back as individuals is being perfectionists, right? Mm-hmm. And so one of the things I've shifted my mind is striving for excellence, not perfection. And so, um, I was like, OK, so in no, that November, I got headshots done. This because it was back in November of last year. Mm-hmm. Headshots. I did my own website, which I'm really proud of, because anyone knows me, I'm not a true creative, but I've learned that I am um, by launching my business. And so I talked to my mentors, Britt Griffin, Sam Adams. Um, and they were part of my finish line tribe. Um, they were there at one point. And I talked to Barbara Mason, who's already an entrepreneur, mm-hmm. and I then my mentee, Dina Phillips. Like, all these individuals were very influential in helping mm-hmm. me really think through it. And so one of my mentors, Barbara Mason, was like, Kristen, you need to think about what will you have time to do? Like, you have a lot of experience and expertise,
1: mm-hmm. but
2: the reality is you work full-time. So mm-hmm. i that I had to have something that I could do on the weekends or at night when my husband and my son are asleep, and I realized that resumes and LinkedIn would be best, Um, so I launched my business in January, which is HR Guru LLC, and I really... Came up with HR Guru. Other people use it, Mm -hmm. but I think I have a fun way of saying it because I'm always like Kristen Lampkin, the HR Guru, (laughs) and so um, it's so funny because now people will be like the HR Guru (laughs) when they see me out, and I really felt like it really fit Kristen, and so I launched my business in January, um, which I always believe in purpose, and so I'm a spiritual person, I'm a believer, and so for me, it was truly my purpose and it was in a time where I was really going to help others um, and be able to do that because I've had over 85 clients since January. Okay. Um, I got my LLC, I think in March or April of this year, uh, but I had launched in January. Then finally got my business certified and set up and everything um, and became an LLC um, two months or three months later. And I have the best text man ever who set me up, um, who really has helped me in really elevating it. And so what I do is help people elevate their careers through their LinkedIn and their resume. And the stories that I hear from my clients is the reason why. Um, And so people don't realize the value of LinkedIn and and resume. And really what it is, is you're helping your personal brand, right? Um, and so one of the things that often people forget is before you show up and people meet you, the things they're going to see first is your LinkedIn and your resume. Yes. Um, if you search me, Kristen Lampkin, guess what comes up first? Not my website, my LinkedIn. Mm-hmm. OK, and so if an employer is looking to like, oh, someone mentioned your name, they search, they go to your LinkedIn. And guess what? It's not up to par. That is again reflection of your professionalism and your personal brand, and so that is what I help people do. Um, also part of that, um, I also have done some speaking engagements, um, and I continue to educate people on LinkedIn resume, diversity and inclusion, and I launched two ebooks. So. You know, I did this um, during a time where we had COVID going on, racial injustice, and my husband had seven surgeries since December. He's healthy now, but, you know, going through those things, um, I want to encourage people to know that you can still pursue your dreams and follow what you have a desire to do, um, no matter what obstacles come, because I experienced that during the launch of my business and my ebooks. Wow, that is great.
0: Absolutely. Yes. No, it's Thank so you. exciting. And the website looks fantastic. Mm-hmm. And we will plug that here at the end of the episode. Thank you. But that is great. Um, I loved the layout. It was easy to read, um, super cute design. Um, and when I was looking into it, I noticed um, both of the ebooks featured some discussions and topics that you will be um, implementing in those books. And yes. one question that I had kind of going off of that. Um, This is a question that is always on my mind and could be for other undergraduate students in HR, but the question is, how can students articulate that they're passionate about HR through their resume and LinkedIn without just saying, oh, I love people, or like in Mm -hmm. an interview, you know, why HR, it's like, that's the first thing that seems to come to mind, (laughs) but how can we express those interests in this field through, again, the resume and LinkedIn? Um, yeah, how can that more uh, be betrayed, portrayed?
2: Yes. So, you know, resumes are kind of very much like matter of fact, right? So one way you can do that is I always, when I do my clients, depending on where they are in their career, I'll list their core skills. So, for instance, if you are someone that wants to get into recruiting, you would have talent acquisition, you would have engagement, you would have, um, and then say you're someone interested in diversity and inclusion, you would have those keywords that go into the career that you're interested in called out um, in your resume, now the uniqueness of LinkedIn uh my mentor, Barbara Mason, um, she uses this as a great example. I talk about this in my resume book. Your LinkedIn and resume are brothers and Mm -hmm. sisters, not twins. So everything that's on your resume doesn't, should not be on your LinkedIn. The advantage of LinkedIn, it allows you to talk that and share why you're passionate in your summary. So on LinkedIn, you should have a summary. Um, I talk about this in my seven day LinkedIn challenge. And in that summary, you are articulating What, who you are as a professional. And so during that, you can share. If I'm a so, for instance, if I'm a recent grad, this is just me on the top of the dome. So um, it's not going to be perfect, but I would say, my name is Kristen Lampkin. I'm a recent grad from Ball State University with a passion for helping people elevate their careers and be the best person that they can be. I do that through coaching, through helping recruiting. And also, I was um, in something along the lines that I was able to get um, work on these skills through my internships at Finish Line, at Enterprise Rent a Car, and then I would list my core skills that I have. So that is one way to kind of share that, um, what's your, your passion and what you're good at um, and what your skills are. Because I know as a recent grad, sometimes you can't think about that, right? Mm-hmm. Another thing you can do as a recent grad is call out their skills that are transferable. Yeah. So maybe you haven't directly recruited, but guess what? Maybe you are part of an organization, right? Where you were part of a chairing an event. So you had to deal with people, right? You can articulate that through your organizations. Or maybe there's a course you took and you worked on a Project and that allows you to really be able to do that. So, truly think about the skills that are transferable that are needed for any career. So, say you're not even going in an HR, like you're just going into another, like you want to be um, a project manager. There are skills that are transferable from that you've done in organizations or clubs that you've been part of that you can kind of speak to. So that you can really get that next opportunity, or because you've had internships that allowed you to gain um, that experience
1: as well. Awesome, mm-hmm. that is great advice. And one thing I want to say, so I'm a, I'm a peer educator for the O'Neill Career Hub, so I love career stuff just like you, Kristen. And yeah, transferable skills yes. are so important. Even if you don't have like this perfect HR internship, maybe you've just been like working in retail. There's still a lot of skills you can take away from that. So it's important to highlight those as well. And also if you guys don't have like any students listening to this, if you don't have a LinkedIn yet, definitely get in on that. It is so important to, you know, have those connections and have that network and Holly and I have found it super helpful um, so far. So definitely create a LinkedIn if you haven't already. Um, But anyways, moving. Yeah. You know,
2: I guess also touching on that. I mean, I told you guys I start my new job on Monday, but guess what? I didn't apply for that job. They found me on LinkedIn. That's so cool. Okay? <laughs> and it wasn't even a recruiter that found me. It was the VP of the department. Oh, wow. But she was able to find me because she saw, like, the verbiage that I had on my actual LinkedIn showed up in the Boolean search. So that I came up as someone for her to look at that was in the area that they were looking for in the skills. So, again, don't miss out on these opportunities. LinkedIn, mm-hmm. there's so much value. Yeah. I, and my husband, so this is examples too, my husband just got hired too. And he is working at Amazon. And guess what, he didn't apply for the job. They mm-hmm. found him through LinkedIn. And this is during COVID. Okay, <laughs> so people are still hiring. I know mm-hmm. it's kind of discouraging kind of coming up on graduation, like, will I find a job? Mm-hmm. Know there's job opportunities out there and know that if you have a LinkedIn, you may find they may find you before you find them. Yeah. So. And they mm-hmm. can find you
1: as undergrads too. my internship that I was supposed to have um last summer they actually found me through linkedin as well and was like hey you should go to the hr career fair and talk to us and um i didn't even know they existed so um it worked out for that um so even as an (laughs) undergrad go in and get those like keywords in there so recruiters can find you anyways moving on let's talk a little bit about your podcast uncomfortable conversations can you give me like a little like i guess synopsis about what your podcast is about Yes. So
2: my girlfriend, Gabby Olson, we have been friends for over 15 years. Mm -hmm. Um, She actually lives in New York. Uh um, And so um, with the recent racial injustice, Um, It's been very challenging, I'll be honest with you, trying to navigate the work and navigate life, being a black woman, being a black woman that's married to a black man and having a son, just seeing all the racial injustice. We've known, I've known this has happened. It's not new, but just seeing it televised and just hearing the different responses that people are having and some of the things and fears that I've had. um, It really was like, what do you do, Kristen? What's what is your way to make an Mm -hmm. impact? And so. Honestly, as soon as the situation that was um, with George Floyd was took place and people saw it, the first call I got was from my friend Gabby Olson. Uh, When I say Gabby has shown up for me for everything that has taken place. We don't talk every day. Now we do talk now more often than we ever have. Mm -hmm. But she showed up and she was like, Kristen. Um, I want you to know that I love you. I want you to know that I'm going to use my voice. I want you to know that I am here for you. And we were just having lots of dialogue about this, just different things that were taking place. And one thing about Gabby, she's advocated for equality but especially for black people since i've known her at ball state like she does not play she's from a small town where she and she's a white woman let me say Mm -hmm. that too um she's from a small town and so she's got into arguments with people (laughs) from her small town that have said inappropriate things like she does not play so one thing we were talking and we were like we should do a podcast well first we started off doing like linkedin um Like lives. And then we were like, okay, this is difficult because I'm a mom Mm -hmm. and I'm a wife and she has her busy schedule being in the entertainment um, industry. And so we were like, we need to figure it out. So we decided to launch our podcast. And what we do is we are normalizing the conversation about race. So it is uncomfortable. People don't want to talk Mm -hmm. about it. People don't want to talk about the things because they don't want to say the wrong thing. But I always tell people as I have been that safe pace for people that don't feel comfortable to know that if you're not saying anything, it's just as bad as the people that are doing things. And so we want to help people understand how to navigate. We want to learn how people understand the importance of friendship of color and how you can be that friend if you are a white person, how you can navigate and support your black friends and black colleagues and people of color because we are struggling right now and we don't want to be the answer for everything there's so much on Google and so that's what our podcast is about Um, we had our first episode which you can find and we use Anchor as well but you can find that on Spotify like the lady shared it's called Uncomfortable Conversations with Chris and Gabby and so um, thank you for giving me the opportunity to share we'll have some more episodes coming up soon we had a little glitch with Anchor but we have it fixed now so we're going to be recording some upcoming episodes but yeah that's my podcast with Gabby Olson and um, we're excited to again normalize the conversation about race yeah
0: guys you really need to check that out I listened to the episode and just the flow of it is so natural and the conversation is so easy to follow and I was so glad that we brought this up in this conversation as it is more important than ever and I'm so excited that you have created your podcast another thank you one to the list of really great achievements <laughs> yes <So laughs> thank go, you ladies check out those um those episodes and I'm yeah. um, so glad we could dive into that and actually we had featured you on our Instagram again HR underscore sessions <laughs> yes. 2020 go ahead and give that a follow <laughs> and um we had students have the chance to ask some questions and then we can oh. on this episode and we actually just have one for you today. Um, okay, perfect. And this is from a fellow student. His name is Jacob Moore. He's also a senior in HR at IU. So he um, had asked a question and it kind of just fits in with the previous discussion um, of the podcast in a way. So he had asked, what is it like being a woman of color to protected classes in the HR world?
2: yeah so i'm actually in well not even protected classes but i'm in three diverse areas Mm -hmm. so i'm a millennial um so (laughs) i'm I'm a young person so sometimes i would show people like are you the intern because i have a young face and i'm like no actually i'm going to be the one deciding if you get the position (laughs) (laughs) Uh, but (laughs) and you know i'm a black woman and 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 i'm a woman Mm -hmm. right and so um Being HR, you know, there has been challenges that I've had to face um, because of my age, me being a woman and me being Black. Um, And so what I have done is I've always used my voice um, but I'll be honest I have recently used my voice even more than I did before um, and so Jacob this is a really good question because I think sometimes you don't realize things until you experience things right and so one thing I mm-hmm. always strive to do is that I treat people like I want to be treated right and so when I come in a room I want my energy to kind of shift the energy in the room uh, one thing in my career I have encountered people maybe not even just having to do with my protected classes, that have been challenging and so anytime someone tells me oh that person's hard to get along with that is someone I'm going to learn how to connect with because I think often people have this perception of others that they don't really know or really truly take the opportunity to get to know others and so what I challenge others to do during this time of COVID during this time, because I'm really in a double pandemic, I'm dealing with COVID and racial injustice, mm-hmm. and navigating life and working and being a mom and being a wife. That's a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, and so one of the things I often do is I do mental health checks, right? So I'm very, very aware of my feelings. I I have cried more this year than I've ever cried before. Um, you hear me cry on the podcast, but I'm very much releasing that and I'm doing self care. So self care for me looks like love skincare. Uh, so I may be into a too, I love skincare.
1: Yes. Oh my gosh! Fine. Yes, I love
2: skincare. And then I also have quiet time to quiet my mind, right? Because all the chaos can easily get you unfocused. And then I remind myself and spend my time myself my time with God. And I also reflect on what I'm supposed to be accomplishing. And I give myself grace. I, you know, during this time, often there's a lot of pressure. And I recommend to everyone is to really give yourself grace and also allow yourself to continue to grow and know that no one's perfect and we're all going to continue to make mistakes.
0: Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, I really appreciate you diving into that and see with all the things that you are dealing with and juggling, you are still killing it in yes. the HR world. <laughs> oh, so thank you. <laughs> that we were able to um, discuss all the things we could today and again plugging the social media, mm-hmm. please visit her website. It's K R I S T E N Lampkin, L A M P K I N dot com. Go ahead, check out her information. You can access the ebooks there um, and be able to get in touch with her about fixing your resume and your LinkedIn profiles. Um, And Kristen, I didn't know if you had anything else to touch on or, um, you know, walk us through real quick how to access the website and how people can get in touch with you. Mm
2: Yes, definitely. Um, KristenLampkin.com is my website. Thank you for spelling that out because I'm Kristen with Mm -hmm. the E. Um, and then also follow me on my social channels, so mm-hmm. you can follow me on um, Kristen Lampkin underscore on Instagram. I also have a Facebook page for the HR Guru, and in on there um, you'll get to continue to learn more about me. I educate people on how to elevate their career, um, and also I offer services. So I have my two eBooks, um, and then I also help people again with their LinkedIn and resume refresh. So feel free to reach out to me for those services. I am gonna have to go follow you. Um, LinkedIn, I mean, your Instagram page. I didn't know that. So yes. thank you for featuring yes. me. Um, but I just want to leave you guys with this final mm-hmm. thought and um, your audience is that to remember that um, to give yourself grace and know that. Um, although challenging times are going taking place, no companies are still hiring. Know there is something that you do that no one else can do. Mm-hmm. And that's your superpower. And so I really want to advise you to think about what is your superpower? What makes you unique? And continue to utilize that to conquer the world and be the change you want to see. Thank you so much, ladies, for having me. It's been a pleasure, and I look forward to continuing to listen to your future f- podcast. Yeah. So
1: thank you, of ladies. Of course, it was so great getting to speak to you today. Um, it's always a fun conversation. So um, thank you so much to everyone for tuning in and listening. Uh, make sure to tune in next week where we talk to Chrisanne Christ, who is the HR Senior Partner at Centier Bank in Maryville, Indiana. Thanks.
0: Thank you so much. Thank you. (laughs) Bye, Bye, Kristen. (laughs) Bye.